Chapter 3 The School of the Prophet And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidion, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 8 and 9. When God sent Elijah to stay with the widow of Zarephath, it was a blessed fact that no presbytery, bishop, or church was in charge of Elijah's work. Or else, he would have been told that such an arrangement could only talk and create a scandal for the faith. Too many churchmen have a strong nose for suspicion and weak hands for action. For the comfort of the suspicious minds, perhaps we should begin by calling attention to the very circumspect arrangements. The widow, while now desperately poor and near starvation, had a good home. It had a strong, flat roof with a room or loft on that roof with an outside staircase. When Elijah wanted to go into the house proper, he had to descend from his room by an outside staircase and go to the doorway of the house. See 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 19 and 23. In brief, to use modern terms, he had a separate apartment in the same building, although he ate below with the widow and her son. The widow was a young woman, her son was young enough for her to cradle him in her arms. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 19. She was a believer in the Lord, and perhaps for this reason had none to help her, neither her own family nor her in-laws. A religious separation made one as good as dead. When Elijah appears, she is near starvation, preparing with the meager food remaining one final meal for her son and herself. Wallace aptly stated the situation, quote, When Elijah arrived at the home of the poor widow woman in Zarephath, he must have been taken aback when God said, Here is the widow whom I have commanded to sustain thee. She was at the point of death. She was gathering sticks for what she feared would be the last meal she and her son could ever hope for on this earth. End quote. Of this widow, it must be said, first, that she was a foreigner, a Zidonian, not a Hebrew. Our Lord stresses this fact by calling the attention to her faith, Luke chapter 4, verse 25 through 27. Elijah, for his own safety from Ahab's wrath, was sent by God to a foreign land and to a foreign woman. Second, while a foreigner, the widow was a strong believer. She used the name of God, Jehovah, and speaks of him as the living God. The fact she refers to God as the Lord thy God in speaking to Elijah does not mean a lack of faith on her part. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 10. The prophet was the throne man, and the widow's form of address is respectful of that fact. The prophet is seen in a mediating role. Third, because she believed in the Lord, she honored his prophet. First King, chapter 17, verse 10 through 16 reads, So he arose and went to Zarephath, 
And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow woman was there gathering of sticks. He called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I might drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I might go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go as do as thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. And thus said the Lord of God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went, and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she, and he, and her house, did eat many days. The barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. It is amazing that commentators, writing from the ease of a professional chair, have actually held that this widow was not a converted woman until after the resurrection of her son. They apparently cannot recognize faith when they stumble over it, or when God presents it in his word. Elijah was a wanted man. God gave Elijah a safe hiding place with a woman of great faith. Fourth, the widow was obviously a believer who took God's laws of hospitality and tithing very seriously. Although facing starvation, she gave God's portion to his prophet, and she gave the Lord his portion first. Because modern man is usually required to tithe from a paycheck, he forgets that man once tithed the first fruits and gave the Lord all his tithes and offerings before they touched their harvest. Also, in terms of law of hospitality, a good host fed his guests before he himself ate, making sure that the weary travelers had all they wanted. We see Abraham standing by to wait on his guests as an example of this. Genesis chapter 18, verse 8. How many theologians, professors, pastors, and churchmen can match this widow's faith? How many would give their last meal to God's servant, let alone harbor a wanted man? Only the blind can fail to see the widow's faith. But disaster struck. The widow's son become very... But disaster struck. The widow's son became very ill and died. His soul, or literally life, left him. And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman the mistress of the house fell sick. And his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. And she said to Elijah, What have I to do with thee? O thou man of God, art thou come unto me to call my sin to remembrance, 
and to slay my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, thou hast also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourn by slaying her son. And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came into him again, and he revived. Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thee art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 17 through 24. It must be noted, first, that this is a second miracle in the widow's house. Both amazing ones, both private, not public. The unfailing supply of food and now the resurrection of the child give us two of the greatest miracles in Scripture, and both are private. Why? Second, while we can see blessing in both miracles for the widow, let us remember the meaning of the resurrection for Elijah. This is the third miracle in his life, and the first being the feeding by the ravens. The Lord was preparing Elijah, instilling the confidence he would need later when he must publicly confront Ahab's forces on Mount Carmel. All of Scripture makes it clear that it was not easy to be a prophet of the Lord. The prophets of Baal appealed to natural forces and events. The prophets of the Lord pointed to supernatural determination. Their word went against the grain with all the sons of Adam. Third, some commentators make much of the widow's rash outcry and grief. We, who in our day are so much more prone to cry, even more rashly under minor annoyances, that are in no moral position to condemn her. Certainly, Elijah did not. He directed his words to God in prayer, and God heard Elijah. The Lord at Zarephath preserves a godly widow, whose very name we do not know, and trains a prophet for the great confrontation with Baalism. In three miracles, Elijah sees God work against the heart of Baalism. The belief in the historical and natural processes as ultimate. A line which sums up this dramatic role whereby God confounds man's Baalish heart is Zechariah chapter 14 and verse 7. Quote, At evening time it shall be light. End quote. Only the Lord can bring this to pass. He can make a sinner a new creation, the dead to live, the sun to stand still. Quote, Is anything too hard for the Lord? End quote. Genesis chapter 18 and verse 14. One further note. 
God's concern through Elijah is the covenant nation, but he is still mindful of the foreign widow. He precedes Elijah, quote, I have commanded a woman, end quote. He is the God who goes before us. Nothing escapes him and his care. He declares that he will not even break a bruised reed. Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 2. Heedlessly, but will bring forth justice in all its ramifications. 